Welcome to Journey Jargon, where we not only walk the talk, we talk the walk each and every week and elaborate how blessed it is to walk with Christ as he lives his life in us, through us, for us, and as us. May the Lord bless you indeed. Thanks for joining us today on this leg of our journey. Uh, well, good day to you. It's uh, good to have you here at uh, Journey Jargon, where we not only walk the talk, we talk about our walk in Jesus. And uh, today, you know, something came up in one of our Bible studies this week about judgment and whether we're going to be judged for our sins and how we're going to be judged for our sins. And I'm going I'm to get Steve to kind of kick us off. He's got a couple of scriptures here that kind of spark that discussion. So I'm going to let him kind of lead us off and and uh, some scripture and we'll jump off from there. Okay, I, th I think there's a, some scriptures that that can be stumbling blocks for some people. Um, one of them is Matthew 12, uh, 36, 37, which says, but I tell you that men will have to give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words, you will be acquitted and by your words, you will be condemned. So it's talking about judgment there. And then uh, we see kind of the same thing again in Romans, um, Romans um, 14, uh, 13, actually 14, 10, says, You then, why do you judge your brother? Or why do you look down on your brother? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. And I think that's, that standing before God in judgment is, is what is hanging people up. And then we see it again in, in 1 John um, 5 8 where it says uh, God is love whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him in this way love is made complete among us so that we will all have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him there is no fear in love but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment the one who has fear is, not, is made perfect in love so I think a lot of folks have got questions about judgment, and um, I know you've got some some amazing insight on judgment. So if you can talk about that, I think that'd be good, Kenny. Okay. <coughs> yeah, it, the way that I was brought up, you got saved. You asked Jesus to forgive you of all your sins. Yeah. Then you were supposed to act like Jesus, which was an exercise of futility. There's only one person who ever acted and lived like Jesus, and that was Jesus. Uh, you know, uh, I can't emulate Jesus, and but you see, that's what religion tells you to do. Tries to get the flesh to act like Jesus. That's why so many people give up, and uh, they try so hard that they'll think, okay, all right, I got saved. Jesus forgave all my sins going backwards, but now I'm kind of on my own. Okay, I'm saved, but if I sin, there's people say, okay, if I sin, does that mean I really got saved? I thought if, you know, I got saved, I wouldn't sin, and if I did, it must not have took, it must not have worked. I understand that because I probably got saved several thousand times mm. in my life. I'd go to bed and I'd say, I wasn't good enough today. Lord, I'm going to get saved again tonight in case I die in my sleep because I thought it was based on my behavior. And it was not until years later that I found out that my identity is based on my birth as a child of God, not on my, 
behavior. And I think that's why people have misunderstandings mm -hmm. about the judgment. Uh, I think I'm going to be judged for my behavior. We're not. That verse you read about, you know, we're going to give an account for every idle word that we speak in the day of judgment. How in the world can you lay your head on your pillow at night knowing that when you die, you're going to stand before God and give an account for every word you spoke? <laughs> that ain't abundant life to me to have to live like that knowing that I'm going to be judged for every word. We're not going to be judged. Now, before you just go crazy and think I'm blaspheming, uh, somebody's going to be judged for your sins. Either you're going to be judged the wages of sin is death. The way you pay for your sins is you have to die. Somebody's got to die mm -hmm. to pay for your sins or else, you know, we talked about sin separates us and sin is acted independently apart from God rather than dependent on Him. And if, if we get disconnected from God, which is a source of life, mm -hmm. we call that dead. The Bible says we were dead in our trespasses and sins because the sin has separated us from life. When we get saved, we just don't get our sins forgiven and now we try to act like Jesus. Not only do we do we get our sins forgiven, dead people don't need help, they need life. So Jesus becomes right. our life. Now, the Bible says we're Galatians 2.20 church. I'm crucified with Christ. I don't live anymore, but Christ lives in me. The old Kenny is gone. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What passed away? The old Kenny who wanted to live independently. Mm -hmm. All Kenny's sins. The Bible says, God says, I will forgive their sin and I will remember them no more. Mm -hmm. Now, did God, when we got saved, did he forgive us of all our sins, past, present, and future? Or just up to that point, forgave us for that? Now we're on our own for the future. What did he forgive? All, all of them. them. All of them. Mm -hmm. All of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When Jesus died on the cross, how many of your sins were in the future? All of them. All of them. <laughs> all of them were. So he forgave all our sins. Now, you say, okay, okay, Kenny. And I have people tell me that. So you're saying that no matter tomorrow, I'm on sin, and God's already forgiven that sin. Well, then why can't I just go out and live like the devil? I mean, no matter what I do, it's already forgiven. <laughs> My question, answer to that is, if you can say that, Jesus ain't your life. Can you imagine Jesus saying, Father, I know you love me, and I don't have any sin, and if I did, you'd forgive him. So now I, I, I want to just do what I want to do. I want to lie, cheat, steal from people. I want to be prideful. I want to go out and commit adultery. I want to do anything. Can you imagine Jesus saying that? No. He said he wanted to do what the Father wants him to I do. I do always those things that please my Father. I delight in pleasing my Father. It, it's just, it's a, it's not even, it, it doesn't even enter Jesus' mind or thoughts to sin. I mean, he abhors sin. If Jesus has now become my life, it should be abhorrent to me. If it's not, mm -hmm. either he's not my life, or else I'm such a carnal Christian, and a carnal Christian is a person that has Jesus as his life, but he kicks him off the stool. He's not in charge. Mm -hmm. And the, the carnal Christian is the, is the most miserable person in the world.
because Jesus is his life. He's too good now to enjoy being bad. He can't be bad because he gets convicted. It's not who he is. Mm -hmm. And he's too bad to enjoy being good because when he tries to be good, the devil says, you know, you're too bad to be Jesus and to be good. And so he's just caught in the middle. He's, he's miserable. Can you talk about, you mentioned kick him off the stool. Mm -hmm. Some people may not know what that means. Okay, good, good. Uh, I like the stool illustration. We got a little bumper that we show a video uh, about this girl who Jesus comes up and it's a modern day thing. And, and uh, she said, Jesus, and she's got a stool. She said, I want you to sit on the stool of my life. I want you to make all my decisions. I want you to be in absolute control of my life. Here, Jesus, I am giving you the stool of my life. And she gives it to him. And he says, well, you know, Cat, if you give me the stool, then you really want me to do that? You really want me to make all the decisions for you? Because I know what's best for you. And and I'll do that. And But you're, you know, you some things I'm going to ask you to tell you that you, is in your best interest, but you're not going to like it. Oh, yes, I want you to sit on the stool of my life. So this other girl comes up and says, Oh, Kat, let's go shopping. We're going to go shopping. Yes, I want to go shopping. I want to go shopping. She, sa I, she said, I thought you didn't have any money. Well, we don't, but what he don't know won't hurt him. So let's go shopping. She, and Jesus says, no. She said, no? What, what are you talking about? You asked me to make decisions. We're not going to do that. We're not going to take her out and go shopping like that. We mm -hmm. just, no, Jesus, come on. And so she starts crawling all over the stool. And Jesus, you just don't understand. And ultimately, she pushes Jesus off the stool and picks her stool up. He said, God, I thought you gave me the stool. I thought you wanted me to make the decisions. Well, I do, Jesus, but, 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 but. And he said, no. And she says, I'm not going to take it unless you give it to me. Well, here, take it. No, Kat, I'm not going to take it. You're going to have to give it to me. She said, yeah, I want you to have it. No, I'm not going to take it. Uh, you got to decide. She said, I can't. He said, you just did. Wow. And you see, when Jesus becomes our life, our soul gets to choose whether we're going to let him sit on the stool because he knows what's best for us. He loves us with an everlasting love. We get deceived. We live in a fallen world. We get deceived and, and, and drift away. When Jesus is on the stool, you have to let grace is what God does for you. You have to let him live his life in you, through you, for you, and as you. Because mm -hmm. we'll make terrible mistakes, and we'll get in major trouble. So, you know, we ask Jesus to become our life, and he does. But that still does not mean that we don't occasionally act independently mm -hmm. apart from him. And when we do that, we get in what the Bible calls flesh. The flesh can act just like a sinner. But even though Jesus is right, Paul said that. Paul, in Romans chapter 7, said, I want to do what's right, but I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do. You know, I, and Jesus was in his life. He's saying, you know, I, I'm back and forward and back and forth. And mm -hmm. sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. You know, how miserable I am. And then he has this revelation. He said, oh, who, do, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And, and what he's talking about there is it's an illustration that in Romans time if you murdered somebody one of the ways they punished you was they would take the body of the person that you killed they would take him face to face 
put him front in front of you and strap that body to you and you would have to walk around with that rotting corpse on until you basically rotted with it. Oh my gosh. So that's what Paul was talking about. They understood that. Paul said, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? It's like the rotting corpse of the old man being attached to me when I get in the flesh. And God set us free from that, but when we're in the flesh, it's like having a rotting corpse attached to us, and we're not drawing from the life of Christ. So, yeah, we can and still have Jesus in our life, kick him off the stool and act independently apart from him, but when you do that, sin's already been forgiven. You say, how can that be? How can it be? Because when Jesus became your life, everything he is, you are. Mm -hmm. We ask people, are you righteous? No, I'm not righteous because they think righteousness is something we do. But no, righteousness is something we are. Because it says in in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, God made him, Jesus, to become sin for us so that we might be made Mm -hmm. the righteousness of God in him. Everything Jesus is, we become. Is Jesus righteous? Yes. Is he holy? Yes. Is he pure? Yes. Everything Jesus is, we are. That's a big piece that a lot of people. A lot of people don't understand. They don't. And and it's well, I don't feel righteous. I don't feel whole. Well, that's a part of your soul, not your spirit. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. How you think determines how you feel. If you don't think what God says about you and and buy into the lie, which the lie is, you can be your own God. You, know, you, you can you can be in charge. When you buy into that and don't buy into what God says about you, without faith it's impossible to please Him. You can you can do some really crazy things, you, mm-hmm. and you start to feel. No, I'm not righteous. No, I'm not holy. Yes, you are, whether you feel it or not. Mm-hmm. We walk by faith and not by sight. Mm-hmm. We don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. What does God say? You are the very life of Christ. For you died, and your life is hid with Christ in God. You don't live anymore. Christ is your life now. For me to live is Christ, Paul said. And you say, well, I don't don't feel that. Well, rain on your feelings. It really doesn't matter. It's the truth. And you'll never experience that in your soul until you believe it in your spirit and start acting as if it's so even though it's not so yet, so it can be so because God said it was so. Mm-hmm. You've got to start acting like you are righteous and holy and loved. God said, I loved you. Jesus said, my, I loved you the way my Father loves me. Can you imagine how much the Father loves Jesus? And Jesus said, the same way my Father loves me, I love you. You know, Brendan Manning said, when you get to heaven, the first thing Jesus is going to ask you, did you really believe I loved you? And I, I don't know a person on the planet. Now, they say they do, but I hadn't met one. They'll lie about other things. Yeah, I understood. I understood how much Jesus loved me. Mm-hmm. If we did, <laughs> if we did, we'd charge hell with a water pistol. We wouldn't even need any water. Right. You know, perfect love cast out fear. And if we understood how perfectly God loved us and no condemnation in Christ Jesus because there's nothing to condemn in mm-hmm. Jesus, Therefore, there's nothing to condemn in us. So therefore, we're not going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Jesus has already been judged for us. We don't have to be judged 
because Jesus has already been judged for it. We said a while ago, somebody's got to die for the sins. Mm -hmm. It's either me, which means I'll be separated from God for eternity, or I can let Jesus die for me. And what he did, he died in my place. I am crucified with Christ. And because I was in Christ before the foundation of the world, everything that happened to Jesus happened to me too. And it became effectual for me the day I said yes to Jesus. John 1, 12 said, But as many as received him, gave he the right to become the children of God, even to them that believe on his name. When you said yes to Jesus, everything that Jesus is and did for you becomes effectual for you. Well, we were in Christ before the foundation world. Jesus came and lived a perfect life for us. He died on the cross to pay for our sins. We were in him. We died as if he died. He died and we were in him, so therefore we get credit for it. He rose from the grave and raised us to newness of life. We were in him, so now we're raised to newness of life. Jesus is sitting on the, the by the right hand of the Father. Mm -hmm. And since we're in him, we're at the right hand of the Father too. When you get to heaven, it's going to shock us to find out that we've been there the whole time. That's right. What we might do in our, in our next session is talk about once you once you become a believer, a, a lot of believers think, well, then you know everything's just going to be hunky dory. You know, it's it's yeah. going to be smooth sailing from here on out. But <laughs> but, but yeah. that's not necessarily yeah. the case. Right. Yeah, it, it, you don't get, you don't get rid of all your problems. You get a brand new set. You get a brand new set of problems because yeah. now since Jesus is your life, the devil's going to attack you in ways that he never attacked you before. Yeah. But now you have the overcomer who combats that depending on whether you let him do that for you or whether you're going to try to fight the devil yourself. That is a losing proposition that, that we do need to, and we need to talk about that next time. Any final thoughts? Well, this was good, because I think a lot of people get hung up on judgments. That we do. We're not going to be judged for our sins unless you're going to be judged for your sins on your own. You're not going to let Jesus do it for you. If you let Jesus do it for you, he's been judged for you, and you won't have to be. But there's a lot of people who think, oh, one day I'm going to have to stand before God and give an account. No, we've already given account. When we were in Jesus, and Jesus died on the cross, right. we have had our reckoning. We've had our accounting in Jesus. Jesus did it for us. That's the good news. That's what we should be excited about. Mm -hmm. The good news is I don't have to stand before God. Jesus did it for me. If you don't love him because of that, you really don't know him yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, good. Uh, it's been uh, enlightening. Hope you'll, hope you'll listen. We're going to start publicizing this. Katie has uh, worked really hard. Uh, I'm going to let Katie tell you just a little bit about a new app she's been making for a journey that's going to include all our stuff. Katie, you want to tell them what's going to happen on the app and what we've got on the app? Absolutely. Um, I've been working on an app for us, um, a mobile application called Journey Passport, um, which is basically all of our content, what we do, who we are, um, the ability to watch and listen, everything we everything we have, um, all on your phone. You can contact us right from the app. You can uh, check out one of Kenny's books right from the app. You can you know watch your old Facebook lives, you could watch sermons, you could listen to things while you're in the car. Um, like a podcast. Like a podcast. 
like a podcast yeah. or a Sunday sermon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, has a Bible. It has anchor. a pocket Bible if you get tripped up on anything and you want to take a closer look or want to um, expand upon a reference maybe that's said or just like having your Bible in your pocket. Um, it has a way to get on our mailing list uh, so that you won't ever miss out on what's going on here or what we're uh, the message of Jesus that we're getting out um, and it's just so easy to navigate and it's right there in your pocket on your phone and it's also just a great thing to, to share with others that that you if you find it encouraging um, you just say well just check out the app download it you know you're not if you don't like it delete it and so you're not really at risk of anything other than just um, it's simple it's uh, easy to navigate so we just wanted to make things easy for people. And, yeah, and hopefully if you're sitting at the doctor's office or someplace waiting for a soccer game or something that, you know, you got a few minutes, well, you can pull that up and you can see the latest Facebook Live from Kenny or whatever, you, whatever you'd like to see that we've been doing here. So it's pretty slick. Now, people who are listening, they'll say, well, I'd like to really get that. Can you tell us when it's going to be available and how you would get it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is currently available in the Google Play Store. So if you have an Android phone, go to Google Play, type in Journey Passport, and um, it will be right there for you. The logo has you know little mountains and sunshine in the background. Um, and it should be available for um, the Apple Store, the Apple App Store, um, within the next week or so, because I'm going to be speaking with them today there process is just a little longer yeah. to get that published. Good. So. Katie's worked real hard on that. It's going to be really great. Yeah, I'm really, 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 really excited about yeah. it. It also has, oh, an encouraging blog from our elder team. Um, ben Rawls writes these little encouragements that you guys might would really enjoy uh, and might would need on a, a day that you aren't feeling so hot. They're about a page long, and they're also on there. Good. Yeah, thank you, Katie. That's great. It's been good. Been here with uh, Dave and Katie, and we always enjoy getting together and talking the walk. And so, and uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, God bless you for for joining in today.